This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning and on the Zoom call. We have Illinois Senator Scott Bennett. Good morning, Senator. How are you? Good morning, Linda. Doing well. I haven't talked to you in a while. How was your Christmas? How were your holidays? The family uh, you know, healthy? Weird. Uh, the family's healthy. Uh, it was a, a we, you know weird holiday as well as the, um, you know, a lot of my family lived within like an hour area, but this was the what the second year that we didn't get together uh, other than Zoom. Uh, and so, you know, it's it. it you have so many Christmas traditions and I got little kids in my house, uh, which may or may not make an appearance in this, in this interview where they're getting ready for school. Uh, I think they're going to stay behind the camera, but I can't promise it. Uh, That's so, you know, all, so, so many traditions that you're, that you normally would rely on seeing, you know, extended family or, you know, big dinners or whatever else. This had to be kind of adapted. And so we had a really nice holiday. The important thing, everybody was healthy. Um, but you know, you're hoping for 2022, we return to some of our old uh, traditions. Okay, that said, how um, where are we at? What's happening in Springfield right now? Where would we normally be, and where where are we? Okay, so this is a again, all things are different because the census um, was later and coming back than than it would normally be. Um, we moved the primary back. Uh, normally in Illinois, we do primaries in March, uh, but this year we're doing it in June um, to allow for more candidates to see what their maps would look like to decide if they want to run for office. And so um, because of that, we are going to kind of have a compressed session. Normally we're January through the end of May. Um, this year, we're the ver- we were supposed to be the very beginning of January through middle of April. And then we would adjourn and then people could have their uh, primary elections in April till June. And uh, so that's where we're supposed to be. Um, but I would say it's unusual because COVID's hit Springfield like any place else um, lately. And so a lot of our staff was out, a lot of our, a lot of senators were out. Um, and so they canceled in-person session for a couple of the first weeks. We are doing Zoom committees, which I think are fine. Committees, I think you can do through Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you're, because, you know, it honestly, it, it I think it, it makes for a better conversation, more witnesses. Typically, a committee, of course, is, you know, I'm on the agriculture committee or the higher education committee. And so before a bill gets to the full Senate, we go through a smaller group of supposed experts um, and we hear from witnesses. Dr. Nacko might, might want to testify or what have you on a bill. And so what has normally happened is those people have to drive, drop everything, drive to Springfield, wait around for hours till we're ready to testify. Zoom has helped that because he can do whatever he's going to do throughout the day uh, and then log on and testify. The senators still get to hear from his testimony. And because of that, I think you have a lot more people that want to lend their voice to the process. So that part has been good. But when you're talking about Senate debate, mm. it's pretty sad when you have, you know, half the people in the, in the, chamber and then half the people would they they have tried to figure out a way they put them on the screens um but they really can't debate you can't really i mean it's it just isn't it isn't a good process and so what happens in my opinion is you end up with those legislative districts that don't get much representation 
They, they aren't really a factor in the debate. Um, they can vote yes or no, but they aren't helping to craft the legislation. And the fact that you kind of got to be there, you got to get there and talk to the sponsors of the bills. Um, there's a couple bills coming up that um, my district does not like, and they've talked to me. And so it's a matter of, okay, well, I got to sit down with that legislator when we get back next week and, and say, look, are you really going to call this? Because there's some real problems for downstate Illinois in this bill that maybe they didn't think about. Maybe they're a Chicago legislator, a suburban legislator. Um, and so maybe I can get them to tweak it. Maybe I can get them to change it so it doesn't have the same effect. But if you're not there, it, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just you're not nearly as effective. Um, and so we're trying to, um, to, to get people to feel comfortable about coming. We, we use the shield uh, testing, the saliva test. That was the, the thing you spit into uh, that I was gesturing with there. Uh, just like the University of Illinois and some other institutions have used. And, and so we get tested as legislators and staff about every two days um, when we're down there. And uh, that helps, I think, a lot of people. We still wear masks, of course. We still try not to congregate in big groups. Um, but again, you know, just the, this idea that I can sit down with a, a small group of legislators yeah. or even one-on-one and discuss a bill and say, hey, this is a big problem for Danville if, if, we, if the bill doesn't get amended. Um, and either they might change their mind or they might say, tough, and then it's my job to go and try to find some votes to kill the bill, you know, which is not, not a fun position to be in, but my job nonetheless. So um, I, I think it will get better as we go on, but I mean, we, we had no idea how to deal with it in 2020. We're trying That's to figure true. out kind of as we go, like, we basically just didn't go, you know, in 2020, we, we went home. And that was a terrible situation to be in. People wanted us there to try to make some decisions. And what happened instead is you have everything coming from executive decree. And whether that's coming from uh, Joe Biden or J.B. Pritzker or Donald Trump, I think people feel less comfortable about an executive just making fiat of what they want to do. They want to see a process and they want to see yeah. votes being taken. And I think they deserve that. What are a couple of uh, things that are hanging out there right now that you're you're taking a look at seriously because of potential impact on, <coughs> on our area. So the two bills that, that come to mind when you ask that, there are two bills that um, I, I'm really interested in. One came directly out of a business owner um, from Danville, actually. We passed it in the Senate. It hasn't gotten through the House yet. Um, our representative, uh, Mike Marin, is going to carry it in the House. Um, but it has to do with some of the there, there are certain incentives the state gives um, to hiring Illinois workers and, and things like that. Uh, but then COVID hits, and that changes a lot of the statistics. And, and what happened in, in those cases uh, was that if people couldn't maintain the same level of employment, which is hard to do when the government tells you to shut down for two months at a time, um, then you'd have a huge penalty to pay back. Um, and so that was really hurting some of our local uh, our local businesses. Anyway, that's coming before the House Committee on Thursday. Um, so I'm trying to work behind the scenes and help uh, and help uh, the best I can with people on my side, partisan aisle. Um, but I'm excited about that because I think we need to remember that um, we've asked the people to be very flexible with government during the pandemic. I mean, hey, we didn't even have uh, Secretary of State offices open until this week uh, for a few weeks. Um, and that's been a big source of frustration for folks. Um, so I think the flip side is when then people say, look, we want to do what we said we were going to do. We want to hire workers. We want to do all these things. But if 
if the entire economy is try, having difficulty filling their employment numbers, we can't then say, sorry, rules are rules. I think we have to try to be flexible in that respect. So that's one. Now, another bill, of course, I'm, this, um, I'm still the chair of the Senate Higher Education Committee, which is universities and community colleges. Um, and one thing I'm really excited about, we've been working to try to find what are some ways we can reward Illinois students um, for staying home. Oh, cool. We want to see them. We want to see them stay here. One of the things that I've got a bill on this year is the idea that we can take, uh, we can make textbooks free for in-state students, because basically, unlike the, I ran the college bookstore when I was in law school, so I, it was expensive twenty years ago. It's astronomical now uh, how yes, much these books is. cost, but most of them are online, and most of them have there are subscription services. You can pay a subscription, and then you have access on the computer to all these materials. So you don't have the physical book, but you're able to do all the required readings and what have you. Some states, Indiana being one of them, have figured out ways to um, buy those subscriptions for people, uh, in-state residents, and they're talking about saving thousands of dollars. But what I'm looking for is what is a clear message we can send to Illinois students to say, we want you to stay here, you're, you're, we want you here, you're, you're, uh, you're more than welcome. Um, and this is a, a competitive advantage we can give them if they stay here in school, uh, st stay here in the state for uh, community college or higher ed. So I'm really dedicated to that bill this year and see how we can get this done. Um, but I, I think it's really encouraging for working families trying to figure out how they're, how yeah. they're going to meet the higher costs of higher ed. Just had, I was in a meeting not uh, sometime this week. I don't even remember which one it was, but uh, there was a conversation. There was a conversation among the among the uh, the uh, folks at the table about their kids wanting to go out of state to go to school. <laughs> so it was an interesting conversation, and what you're doing is very timely. We've got tons of stuff to talk to the senator about. We'll be back in just a moment to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning and on the Zoom call, Illinois Senator Scott Bennett. It's always a joy to have a conversation with Scott about what's going on in Springfield. But, you know, we forget sometimes uh, uh, the Senator and, and, and Representative Marin too uh, are very busy locally with projects they're trying to uh, put forth to help our community. And Scott, I know you've got a couple of things going on. The first of it, uh, of that being the Valentine's Project. Talk a little yeah. bit about that. Well, that, I appreciate you letting me talk about that. That That is a, we've, we've tried different ways to do this. It used to be that we would work, go into schools when we were allowed to do that pre-COVID uh, and get, uh, talk to, to the students about veterans. And then some, then they would make like art projects. They'd make the Valentine's and we'd take it to the VA where a lot of people weren't getting Valentine's. What, what, what with, it's one, but COVID's changed that because we're not supposed to be bringing people into a, a VA hospital. So that's out now. But, um, but what we have decided to do instead is um, in senior citizen homes, uh, senior living communities, uh, they don't get much many visitors these days and they don't get much mail. And so what we've tried to do is say, that's another group that really could use the outside contact that are feeling very isolated 
if, if you and I are feeling isolated and we do, um, it's, it's, it's even more so to, to, to those uh, people living there. So what we've tried to do is ask people to make uh, Valentine's uh, or drop off Valentine's. So we've had some community groups do, you know, a few dozen, um, you know, they'll get together and, and, and sign some kind of, a, you know, uh, general Valentine's and then they'll drop them off at our office. So they're in Danville on the third floor, right off the elevator of the county building, um, the old federal courthouse. Some people know that. Uh, we have a, a box right there. You don't even have to see our staff. You can put it right in the box. Uh, and then we will make sure on Valentine's Day that we get them to uh, seniors right here in our community to make sure that they, you know, they just have something to brighten their day, which is um, a lot, what, what most of us would like on Valentine's Day. The other thing we're doing is a hygiene drive. Um, we have talked to some of our soup kitchens and, and uh, facilities for, for the homeless in Danville. Uh, and what they have said is, look, you come out of Christmas, people have been, been good to, gener- to, to donate um, certain items, um, largely money. But what we're still really short on is hygiene products. The stuff you yeah. and, and I may take for granted, shampoos, soaps, deodorant, those type of things, they're really low on. And so to be able to have some kind of a, a surplus they can hand out to, if someone comes into them and says, you know, I need help and I just lost my home or, or what have you, um, to have a package you can give to them, that might make all the difference. And so whether they're applying for jobs or they're, or they're going out and, and, and trying to find housing, um, it allows them to be more confident and obviously make a better presentation uh, and, and appear an impression to somebody. So we're doing that as well. Um, that's through really through the end of uh, next week. Uh, same thing, got a box outside the third floor office of uh, our Senate office in the Danville um, County building. And uh, so we'd love to have um, people donate. Um, we've really, um, that's been one of my favorite things about being Senator is using our platform to, you know, whether it's a sock drive or, or whatever else to put out there and seeing all the, the response we get from the community. People want to help. They just don't know where to start. Right. And so if you, if you can give them an outlet to do that, our community has just been in, incredibly generous. And when we drop these things off at cross point or, um, at different places, what makes the difference? You see how 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 you know a bar of soap or deodorant or whatever else can really make the difference for people, um, which you know is really encouraging. You know, one of the things we never really talk about very much. Um, uh, I don't even think anybody thinks about it that much, but how important it is for you uh, and the area that you serve, which is pretty sizable. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have staff in all those places to help you maintain contact with those of us who live here who may have whatever challenge we have and we need to help with. I mean, you can't really function as an individual state senator without that strong staff to kind of connect all the dots of all the communities that you serve. That's always been true. It's been particularly true during the pandemic. Um, you know, we have, um, uh, uh, the, the person that runs my Danville office, Betty, uh, ran it for Mike Burks before me. Um, and she knows everybody and knows where to get help for people. So in a situation that people really think about us going to Springfield and passing bills, doing all that. But a lot of what we do is when people, um, can't get something they need through state government, you know, they, uh, they, their Ford card needs to be renewed and they can't, they haven't got it in time. 
their unemployment did, you know, there's some kind of mess up with unemployment when everybody got laid off uh, in the early stages of the pandemic, sometimes now as well. Um, and like, who do I call in state government? That's what we're here for. So calling Representative Marin or calling my office, and we both have Danville offices, um, we have people that tax dollars pay for um, who really, really enjoy helping people. Um, and so, you know, it, we really encourage people to call our office. In my, in my case, uh, senatorbennett.com, it's not a political site, it's our stateside site. Um, and if you go to senatorbennett.com, it has all our phone numbers. And if you need help or know somebody that's complaining to you and say, I can't get anybody in the state to, to listen to me on this or to help me out on this, that's what we're for. So like those God awful, uh, you know, dial press three for this. I mean, that, that's what we're for. What, and often we have, I tell people, don't, don't sit on those lines because sometimes we have other line, other numbers we can call to speed things yeah. up. We don't always get people the right answer. Um, so Floyd's a perfect example where a lot of people are trying to go through the process and their Floyd's taking longer. And there may be a reason that state police tell us we can't release it yet. But, but our goal is to at least give people an answer. It's not just the, like, you know, I sent my, my renewal into the void and don't hear another word. We're hoping at least get back to you and say, well, it turns out somebody with your name, you know, had to be, has to be rechecked. And, and so at least you have some understanding. Doesn't make everybody happy. Um, but at least our job, I think, is to give people some answers. And that's what our offices really strive to do. Yeah, I, I, I have always said that my six years as an elected local official, uh, government official, um, I talked to a lot of people, many upset, many not, but sure. it, just an answer, just a, you know, just some clarification of this is why this is happening. And people are like, okay, I don't like sure. it, but at least I understand. And that's at least, a, at least that's, someone's answering me. Yeah. <laughs> and that means a lot. We're going to go back and talk more with Senator uh, Bennett in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning and on the Zoom call, Illinois Senator Scott Bennett. We always enjoy catching up with uh, the senator and finding out what's going on. So this being a uh, governor year, <laughs> uh, we were talking before we went on air. I told, I told the senator. I said every time I turn on TV, there's another candidate running for governor. It's like we got, we got a governor of the moment at, at right now going on. How's that all going to play out? You think uh, that's that always has impact on what happens uh, with the legislature and and moving things forward. And sometimes we get kind of bogged down with that whole process. How do you see this thing playing out? No question. Well, I think it's a good time to get a library card and to stop watching TV uh, for the year because what you're going to have is a lot of commercials that uh, are going to be running constantly but tell us very little about the candidates. Um, What you're going to have is, of course, the incumbent governor who's incredibly wealthy, uh, billionaire many times over, versus most likely a Republican candidate that's spot, that's supported by a man named Ken Griffin, who's even richer. Uh, and so money's no object in the race. Uh, right now, um, 
he's an investor, Mr. Griffin, and he right now he's got a candidate who's the mayor of Aurora, uh, who uh, he's um, promoting. But my guess is whoever wins the Republican primary will get, you know, the benefit of his largesse. Um, and so, you know, that's what we're going to see. It's just a really ugly slugfest. The problem when you put bring just that much money in is it generally means TV. And yeah. I mean, occasionally, Pritzker did a little differently in 18. He put a lot of his money into um, the the ground. So he hired a lot of people to knock doors, to put, you know, to put flyers and, on your doorstep. So you can thank him for that. Um, and But, you know, that's a little unusual. Typically, if you've got a lot of money, you just kind of bomb from the air. You know, you, you uh, a candidate like Darren Bailey, who's not poor by any means, but um, simply can't keep up with, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars being dumped into this. And quite frankly, I'm no class warrior, but this is something that's always bothered me in 18 when, you know, Chris Kennedy, who's the son of Robert Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, um, right away, people said he can't compete with Pritzker because he didn't have enough money. I'm like, when a Kennedy doesn't have enough money um, and, or contacts to raise enough money, it tells you how very narrow now um, the possibilities are that any you know regular person can 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 make it to the to the top levels of government, and that's I, and I don't know how you stop it because the Supreme Court said, hey, you know, if you if you can sell fun, you can do whatever, but you can just imagine, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, so for example, one of the discussions out there has been this mayor for Aurora has voted in Democratic primaries like four times in the last decade. Okay, so people like Darren Bailey are out there saying he, he he's running for the Republican nomination, but four times he said he's a Democrat. So how 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 conservative is he? And that you know for inside baseball people in Springfield, like yeah, that's a huge point. But you got to get the word out there. And so if you know if instead he's got a very good story, the mayor of Aurora, uh, uh, Ir- Irving is his name, I think, Urban maybe. But um, you know if you could just make sure that you get four commercials on every hour that just blasts in how great a person he is. Um, there, there's never going to be enough money to, uh, for Bailey to get the rest of that story out there. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, but, but to me, it's no matter what we were looking at, it, it's a little unfortunate. It's a lot unfortunate um, because what we're seeing is again, um, money, look, money's always been in politics. I won't, I won't be so naive to say it's a shame we're doing that. But it's the fact that like there's certain amounts of money that just blow all the other amounts away. Jesse Sullivan, one of the Republican candidates, came out, uh, announced with $11 million because he has some kind of tech background. He has plenty of wealthy people behind him, too. $11 million used to fund a, a, a governor's race. And now it's like $200 million. Um, but who has access to $200 million? And then there's that age-old question. When you spend $200 million for a job that pays $200,000, um, you wonder why, you know, and what, 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 what's behind this and, and why are people so interested in you becoming that position? So there's a, um, well, the bottom there's line, a lot of things to be scared of, you know, the, 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 the oh, bottom oh, lines, yeah, the bottom line Senator also becomes, uh, where do, where do the needs and responsibilities to the citizens of Illinois get lost in the shuffle of all that money? And quite mm-hmm. frankly, it then becomes simply a money game rather than who's the best candidate to run the state of the of Illinois. That well, said, we will yeah. we will have that we will have that conversation the next time you're on. Okay. Because we're out Sorry. of time. But it was a pleasure to talk to you. One more time for anybody that wants to participate in Valentine's 
or hygiene products, what do they need to do? They can just go to our website, senatorbennett.com, and call our office. We can we can arrange a pickup as well. But if you happen to be out and about in Danville, uh, on the third floor of the county building, the old federal courthouse, right off the elevator, is Senator Bennett's office. Uh, we have a box just outside the door. You can just put it there, no contact whatsoever with anybody, uh, and we'll make sure it gets where it needs to go. Thank you for your time. Always a pleasure to talk to you and catch up, and we will do it again soon. Thanks, Senator. Take care. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Bye, Linda. All right. Join me tomorrow. We are going to have a contingent of folks from DLO about their upcoming production. So join us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.